0: Danger. It's dangerous.
1: Everybody come to the Breakfast Club. I call Mr. hot seat. <laughs> y'all are <wild. laughs> wrong, Y'all are wild. Can I live? You are out of control. <laughs> I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty, Why are y'all so petty? <laughs> the world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy.
2: Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way.
1: Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Made
3: for everybody.
4: To yo 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 yo
0: yo 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 yo
5: yo 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 yo
3: yo 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 Blackout Tuesday. Explain to the people what that means. What is
5: Blackout Tuesday? Uh, I thought at first it was the Blackout Tuesday was when the industry got quiet, meaning, you know, the record industry, the music industry got quiet, stayed off Instagram, stayed off uh, social media, no promoting, uh, just talking? doing no work, just supporting. Well, huh? that's
2: that's part of it.
5: That's part of that's it. But we media. Explain what's going mm-hmm. on, so it's a little different. So a lot of the other media as in your other social media that gives people the information they're still on right now to continue to give people information. That's why we're
6: still on.
2: Right, Um, so we're going to be able to give you guys resources and a call to action and interviews and things like that that will help you out as far as if you want to take action and figure out what are some steps that you can take uh, to actually help protest police violence against the black community. Uh, Everybody can take this moment, this day to disconnect also. And, you know, let's just make sure that we move forward with positive, actionable steps.
5: Absolutely.
0: Um, yeah, I really
3: can't tell if uh, I really can't tell if life is Infinity War or Endgame right now. I don't know exactly which Avengers movie we're in. It's one of the two, though. I don't yeah, know if well, this is uh, after the snap and we're trying to bring everybody back. Uh, everybody's back and we're trying to win the war. I'm not sure yet. Well, New York was one of those places yesterday that they had a curfew,
5: 11 p.m. curfew. Uh, Mm -hmm. Trying to get uh, people off the streets Uh, Today they
2: have is
5: 8pm Yeah today is 8 That didn't seem like it worked last night I was watching the news and it seemed like more people were out last night After 11pm They're trying to get people off the street Trying to get people to stop uh, rioting and looting Uh, I don't know if that worked I woke up this morning and I They're trying
3: to get get everybody to quarantine again They're trying to get everybody to quarantine again That's basically what you're saying (laughs) <laughs> uh, well, get everybody to go back and quarantine. Between, yeah,
5: between 11 p.m. and 5 a.m. And now today, like you said, uh it's going to be 8 p.m. into 5 a.m. Right, I was walking around Brooklyn.
2: I was walking around Brooklyn yesterday. Not after 11 p.m., though. I'll tell you that much. So very active
3: out in Brooklyn. What? A lot of police mm. cars out
2: to- here. They were actually in Bed-Stuy yesterday. That's where I live.
3: Mm. What happened to Coronavirus. It just, it's, just, it's just so weird how the media works. Like, I'm talking about every day they were showing us how many cases were going on in the world, Correct. how many cases was in America, how many people were dying around the world, how many people were dying around America, and it's just, like, disappeared. Right. And it's so weird because they kept telling us to social distance and stay out of large crowds, and then we went right into, you know, the protesting of uh, police killings, right, mm-hmm. of, of black people, and it's nothing but large crowds, but you hear very minimum conversation about coronavirus. Yeah. Very strange. Media is something well, they else. said
2: the cases did spike in Washington, D.C. Um, I was reading something the other day. They said in Italy that coronavirus has weakened uh, quite mm-hmm. a bit since it first started. You know, Italy was had the third most cases.
5: Right. We got a lot to talk about. We got front page news next. Uh, I'm sure you're going to be filling people up, filling people in on what's going on with the, these uh, looting riots. And hopefully are uh, we even closer to these other three officers being charged? So we'll talk about all that next. It don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Gee. Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee?
2: Well, Donald Trump, he made sure that he made an appearance yesterday. And they were peaceful protesters just outside the White House gates. They were dispersed with tear gas, flash grenades, and rubber bullets so that Trump could go and visit a nearby church. Here is what Donald Trump had to say where he talks about George Floyd and he wants to assure that there will be justice.
0: My administration is fully committed that for George and his family, justice will be served. He will not have died in vain. But we cannot allow the righteous cries and peaceful protesters to be drowned out by an angry mob. The biggest victims of the rioting are peace-loving citizens in our poorest communities. And as their president, I will fight to keep them safe. I am your president of law and order and an ally of all peaceful protesters.
2: Now, according to reports, he was very upset about coverage that depicted him holed up in an underground bunker. They said he was very nervous because of protesters that were outside on Friday evening. He wasn't seen on Sunday. He spent most of Monday behind closed doors. So we wanted to make sure he got that photo op outside of the White House gates. And that was, important. Yeah, that was That's why legal. those peaceful protesters were uh, violently moved.
3: Yeah, I peeped that whole play. That was all ego. He created that whole absolutely. spectacle just because people said he was shook in the house on Friday. That's Saturday, that is Saturday, absolutely right. It was. Mm-hmm. He, he just wanted to show he was outside. because He, and
5: he wasn't all. scared. Yeah, he wasn't scared. That's That's what he was trying to show.
2: Now, he also did say that he does want to make sure that the military is involved as far as restoring peace and order. Here's what he said.
0: I am mobilizing all available federal resources, civilian and military, to stop the rioting and looting to end the destruction and arson, and to protect the rights of law-abiding Americans, including your Second Amendment rights. Today, I have strongly recommended to every governor to deploy the National Guard in sufficient numbers that we dominate the streets. Mayors and governors must establish an overwhelming law enforcement presence until the violence has been quelled. If a city or a state refuses to take the actions that are necessary, then I will deploy the United States military and quickly solve the problem for them.
3: Now, that is martial law, ladies and gentlemen. OK, a temporary military rule of a domestic territory. That is absolutely martial law if that happens. Welcome to a fascist regime. Now, I remember people were saying a year ago that it was too soon to call Donald Trump a fascist. I didn't think so. Well, Joe here.
2: Biden yesterday was meeting with community leaders in Delaware, and he actually uh, met with more than a dozen Black leaders in a church in New Wilmington. And he said he's soon going to put out an economic plan to deal with the disproportionate toll on the Black and Latino communities from coronavirus, <sighs> amongst other things. Here is here is Joe Biden. I want to make something clear. I don't expect anything from the Black
0: community. I've never taken it for granted. Never one single moment. My entire career driver said he well, wasn't 50 or so, I expect him to not
1: show up. I've never, ever, ever
3: done that. I see earned He's Listen, Joe Biden does not have this in the bag. Joe Biden has to go out there and beat Donald Trump. I know that they're sitting around hoping that Donald Trump loses, but... This really looks like Hillary Clinton all over again. Uh, Hillary Clinton had all of these big double-digit leads and all of these different polls leading up to the election, even on election day. And then on election day, she got washed. Why? Because the Electoral College leans heavy Republican. Why? Because there's Russian interference. Why? Because there's voter suppression. Why? Because there's voter depression. Who knows why Donald Trump won in 2016, but Joe Biden is looking the same way, unless he really, really leans into blackness. So, yes, you do need an economic justice plan for black folks. And, yes, you do need to put a black woman running mate on. On your ticket, and yes, you've already committed to putting the black woman on the Supreme Court, and Joe Biden needs to do all of those things in order to secure this deal, because guess what? There's no good going to come to America until they do right by black people, period. Right. And we
2: need to make sure that we vote, so don't forget that primaries are this week um, for certain states.
3: Alright, well that is front page
5: news. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello,
7: who's this? This is Michelle. I'm calling from Georgia.
5: Hey, Michelle, get it off your chest. Michelle.
7: Hello. This morning, y'all, I am upset. I want to get it off my chest. I'm just upset that America keeps trying to tell people how to protest. Um, and quite frankly, I do. I have a lot of respect for Martin Luther King and his children. But I'm tired of hearing from them. Where are Malcolm X children at. We're where Nat Turner children at. Because I have a 12-year-old son. And when he watched that video, I saw it in my son's eyes. He felt like that was his daddy down there. Mm-hmm. with his, You know, with the police knee on his neck. So those are the people that are rioting. It's not us. It's not us 80s babies. It's not us 70s babies. It's, the, it's, these, ba- it's these children. That are actually
5: able to see now what's being done. See, we heard about it. Our
7: parents told us about it. Right.
5: We saw it on video, but now it's going live. I've seen it with Rodney Michelle, King. I, so we
3: have seen it before. I do want to well, say I mean, one I mean, thing, though, Michelle. A... Mm-hmm. Y'all got to stop. Y'all got to stop disrespecting Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. was one of the most radical, gangster protesters ever. Like, yeah, like, yo, no disrespect to Malcolm X because I love Malcolm X, but ha- have you ever seen Malcolm X on the front lines like Martin Luther King Jr. was getting sprayed with hoses, sicked with dogs sicked on him, Billy Clubs getting beat upside his head? And let's not act like everybody that with Martin Luther King Jr. was about peace. Stokey Carl Michael then was about that action. We got to really stop disrespecting Martin Luther King Jr. like Martin Luther King Jr. wasn't out there on the front lines of all the smoke.
7: We got to stop it. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the thing is that it's a peaceful way to protest, and it's a violent way to do it. And at this point, we just can't tell people which way to protest. They're mad as hell. Well, so when we figure out I, how to do, how to take care of that, then we can, you know, organize. But until then, we can't come together. We ha- we are on two different levels. We have some people want to do it peacefully. We have some people want to do it violently. So where are we going to meet in well, the middle?
3: Well, here's the thing: protests aren't protests aren't supposed to make people f- people feel comfortable. So nobody can tell you how to protest because it's all about disruption. But there was no peaceful protest even with MLK because they used to get their
7: ass kicked. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I'm just saying that at this point, we have to find a way. Okay, so then tell the people to stop moving. Tell the people to stop being violent. They're not going to do it. They're tired of hearing the same thing, the same rhetoric every time it happens. So, I, I get it. You, but I love
8: you guys a lot. I All right. Well, thank you for checking you
5: in, Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: The Breakfast Club. <laughs> this is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So You better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What up, man? It's knowledge, man. How y'all doing? What's up, now? Let's
5: get it off your chest, bro.
1: Man, hey, man. I, I, I feel the passion of the looting. But I'm in, since the 80s, I done seen riots. But I haven't seen a plan after. You know what I'm saying? I'm asking for three things after this, man. I'm asking for health care insurance for our elders and beyond. I'm asking for farmland. They owe us that so we can grow whatever without all these laws of marijuana. And I'm also asking for... Drug rehab and medical—I mean, mental health centers on every corner in the hood, man. That's what we really need, and more. But that'll be a start. That's under the healthcare. After this, hopefully, yeah. Because, like, for example, right now, the 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 high, the high, the higher class, and the people that that's getting in the higher class—they just sit back and say, "Oh, that property gonna drop. I'm just gonna come in and just do what I do." We need to have a plan, man. And some of these young kids out here. That I, I'm seeing, honestly, they're not even all black. They just taking from the van store. They taking from this, store. Man, they taking for their own personal gain, and, and and they need to have. We need to have a plan. We need the AR to arise in the Charlemagne and be like, all right, what's next? What's next? Because you see our oh. passion. You know what I'm saying? Where well, our, I where's our t- right, Where's We got the right to bear arms. Alright, let's get our own militia. All right, like. all right, cool. You, you got the military. All right, we got ours, and we still gonna write the bear arms, and we gonna peacefully protest. We gonna get rubber bullets too. But at the end of the day, we need insurance, man. We need we need farmland, man. Right now, it's a shortage. Ain't you tired of getting your fruit from Mexico? You tired of getting your pork and your beef from China and Japan? You know what I'm saying? It's we shouldn't be eating pork food. anyway, huh? Oh, yeah, well, you well, I, I, you know, I'm from Pine Arkansas, <laughs> man. I like bacon. <laughs> Talking about. I'm from you know, South you know, Carolina. I'm from Moscow, South Carolina,
3: <laughs> but I don't know Pork. But listen, I can honestly tell you, my brother, that there are several plans. Black people are more organized and strategized than I've I've ever seen in my lifetime from everything from economics to politics. Trust me, there is a All lot right. of things moving moving that you may not see. Everything ain't on social media, King. All All thank right. you, brother. Have All a good right. one, I'm man. I'm excited
1: to keep seeing that moving. I'm glad you're pushing that agenda too. Hello, who's this? This is Claudia. Hey, Claudia. Get What's up, future.
5: Claudia? Hey,
6: this is what I want to say. Now cops are kneeling with everybody and, po- and politicians are kneeling with them, but what are we achieving by that? We're easily pacified. You know, they, we're so gullible. They do all these little things, and we get nothing in the end. This thing happened over and over. In another two years from this, it happens again. In another year from this, it happens again. We have a nice, black president in power and nothing happened he didn't even make no laws to protect us from these things he stayed there for eight years and gone we're talking about biden who is senile he's not gonna do anything either he's gonna come in do nothing so my thing is this they need to have these politicians make some laws and there are a lot of black politicians in there that is doing nothing at all a lot of big, high-powered black people who is so scared, they hide behind the white people, and they do nothing. And a lot of these protesters, they don't even know what they're protesting for anymore. You know, mm. some, the only person I see could do something is Cortez. She sounds like she talk a good game. Well, and AOC? She do
3: something. <laughs> yes. AOC about AOC that action. Well, I yeah, and there definitely does need to
2: be some policies that are enacted now. like, And that's one yeah. thing that has to be discussed and that has to be brought to the attention of people and the bills that have to be signed. So, yes, I agree. There has to be action.
3: Well, well thank yeah, you so much, is, Mama, for checking a... in, too. This this just a new version of an old problem. And as long as there's a system of white supremacy, there's going to always be these problems. It don't matter who's in the White House if that person is not willing to dismantle the mechanism of white supremacy. If that person is not willing to change legislation that disproportionately impacts black folks in a negative way, it don't matter.
5: Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If uh, you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, we got rumors on the way, Yee.
2: Uh, Yes, we are going to be giving you some more information that you'll be needing this morning. YG is putting out a new song as... The protests are coming around, and Ellen DeGeneres has demanded justice. She's speaking out as well. We'll tell you what she had to say.
5: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. This the Breakfast Club. Good morning, the
1: Breakfast Club. Listen. Gossip,
2: gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip, gossip. With Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, YG has announced on his social media that he has a new song coming this week, FTP. You know what that stands for, F the Police. Mm -hmm. And so I guess we'll be hearing that at some point. He didn't give us an exact date. Now, another person who put out some music, LL Cool J, he put out a freestyle that was for Black Lives Matter. And here's what he said.
1: America's a graveyard full of black men's bones. And I ain't got to tell you that Breonna Taylor got slayed in her own home. Had they lived, Sean could have rocked bells. Eric could have garnered attention. Beyond the t-shirts and obituary mentions. Oscar could have been counting grants. Tamir could have went to Rice. They owed them cops nothing, but all of them paid the price. So yeah, you right. We should protect our Second Amendment rights. Because in a second, a dirty cop could kick the door in at night. A 2 for 2 fin of life for life. We refuse to live in hell while you living in paradise. Being black in America is like rolling a paradise. But the stakes are way higher. you gambling with my life. Black Lives Matter.
3: Drop on the Clues bonds for LL Cool J. I feel like LL Cool J was beating me up through the phone. I feel like, you know, he was just giving me body shots, that whole freestyle. Jesus. And I like how yes. he said Black Lives Matter at the end. He was expressing himself. reminds me of himself. fish fry batter. Oh, when he, he did the freestyle, he said fish fry batter. <laughs> Time, but this don't matter About to make this pop off like fist fried black lives matter drop on the Clues bombs for LL shout out to LL he was expressing himself man like the, the best way he does rapping yeah i didn't like right. uh i, I want I, I want to hear that over a beat though i want to hear i want to hear LL actually put that to uh, put that to song
2: i think he probably just wanted everybody to really hear the lyrics clearly
3: we felt them
1: every word
2: all right and Ellen DeGeneres is demanding justice for George Floyd. Now, if you guys remember, people were wondering where she was. Don Lemon called her out as a person who he felt needed to speak up as one of the celebrities Shut up, Don. who <laughs> All right. Well, she did speak out. She shared a video to social media yesterday and here's what she had to say about racism and police brutality and George Floyd's death.
7: I am so sad and I am so angry and I have always stood for equality. I've always wanted to be the voice for people who felt like they didn't have a voice because I know what that feels like and maybe you don't agree with how it's coming out but you have to understand it and then we can heal it I'm just so sorry that it's come to this this has gone on way 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 too long so we've got to see fairness and we've got to see justice for all because right now this is not a fair world
3: Ellen is absolutely right you know, like I keep telling people, when you point a finger at the protesters, point all your remaining fingers back at yourself. This is America's fault. This is America's karma. And everybody cannot act clueless and act like they don't know why all of this, you know, rampage and mayhem is going on. You can't brutalize and kill a people over and over, deny them justice and equality, and, and not expect backlash. Like, what part of no justice, no peace don't you understand? Right. I just want to know, you know, what are people like Ellen willing to do? Because, you know, none of this will stop until, you know, they're all willing to dismantle that system of white supremacy that they benefit from. It means that they're going to have to give up a little bit of power. Are they willing to give up a little bit of power?
2: All right, well, Saweetie is donating all the proceeds from Pretty her Pretty Little Thing collection to Black Lives Matter. She partnered with Pretty Little Thing on a second clothing collaboration, and 100% of the proceeds are going to Black Lives Matter. So it's all kinds of 90s throwbacks, including uh, dazzled crop tops. They have baggy jeans. mm mm-hmm. uh, and so it's a 30-piece line, and it varies in price from $12 to $58. And a lot of the pieces come with matching face masks as well. So all of that is going to go towards Black Lives Matter.
3: Right. I don't like how you say Black Lives Matter. After hearing LL Cool J say it with so much Shut conviction, up. I think that we all need to step up the way we say Black Lives Matter. I'm serious. He say says it. it with a lot of emphasis. And he, Black Lives Matter. Play it. Play LL's part. See if I match up to that energy. Black Lives Matter. That's what whenever we say Yo. Black Lives Matter from now on, I want to hear LL say it. Well, leave drop. LL alone, man. I'm not bothering yeah. LL. I'm serious. hmm I want us to say Black Lives Matter with more energy and more emphasis. Okay? Remember, LL wanted, wanted to fight you in the ring. LL definitely wanted to fight me in the ring. You saw me <laughs> spar does. uh Sean You saw me spar Sean Porter. I like LL J though. LL J is an icon. Yes. Right. But Black Lives Matter. Yeah. I want that type of energy and emphasis whenever y'all say Black Lives Matter. You leave LL okay. alone, man. Gotta ye. Why do y- right. why y'all I think I'm playing? Getting... I'm not playing. And you that's your rumor report. Not, now y'all gonna have LL mad at me and I'm being dead ass serious. Just play the drop from now on whenever you say mad. Black Lives Matter. You I want to play LL to, fi- to say it. Black Lives Matter. You just wanted to play the fish batter. What, what part of serious is that? I, yeah. ain't say, I, I didn't say nothing about fish fry batter. Yes, you okay, did. I said, <laughs> I said that it had the same cadence as fish fry you know batter. What? See? But I still like Black Lives Matter. I love it. Black Lives Matter. I love you know it. I love, I love it, LL. Like. That's not a diss. I'm not trying to be funny. That's I love it.
5: All right. Well, we got front page news when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee?
2: Well, don't forget that primary elections are happening this week today. If you're in uh, D.C., Indiana, Iowa, Maryland, Montana, New Mexico, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Dakota, and June 9th, Georgia, Nevada, North Dakota, South Carolina, and West Virginia. So make sure you guys are all registered to vote, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's you get got,
3: that. Because uh, you you, the, nom- the uh, Democratic nominee isn't secured yet, right? So you still got to go out there and vote for Joe Biden, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Make sure you register to vote, guys, and you are voting and you are registered. All right. Now, an independent autopsy that was ordered by George Floyd's family has found that his death was a homicide caused by asphyxia due to neck and back compression that led to a lack of blood flow to the brain. That's early findings from the examination that was released yesterday. So just... Let's not have any false information out there because, as you know, the family has done an independent autopsy. They were trying to talk about underlying conditions and intoxication leading to his death. No, the reason why was because of what those officer, what that officer did to him, Chauvin, by pinning his hey, knee no, to his neck.
3: Nobody like, thought otherwise except for the white devils, the white supremacists trying to uh, make excuses for the police. We all got eyes. We saw the video.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: Right, and George Floyd's funeral services are scheduled for June 9th in Houston. There will also be a memorial service planned in Minneapolis where George Floyd was murdered. So June 9th is the date for that funeral in Houston, and a a memorial service will be held this Thursday from 1 to 3 p.m. All right. Now, George Floyd's brother also went to visit the site of his death, and Terrence Floyd was overcome with emotions when he went and visited that memorial yesterday. His knees actually buckled when he saw a massive painting on the wall in Minneapolis of his brother. And after sitting on the spot where he died, he did speak and he was pleading with protesters to direct their anger to bring change and not to bring destruction.
1: If I'm not over here wilding out, if I'm not over here messing up my community, what are y'all doing? Y'all doing nothing because that's not going to bring my brother back at all in every case of police brutality, the same thing has been happening. Y'all protest, y'all destroy stuff, and if they don't move. You know why they don't move? Because it's not their stuff, it's our stuff. So they want us to destroy our stuff. So let's do this another way. Let's stop thinking that our voice don't matter, and vote. Not just vote for the president, vote for the preliminaries, vote for everybody. Mm.
2: So he you said know, he wants I, to see man, them all get
3: punished to the full extent for what they did. We can't we can't just vote though. You gotta demand things of your elected officials, man, because it doesn't matter who's in the White House or who's in these positions of power if they're not willing to dismantle the mechanism of white supremacy. If that if that person's not willing to change legislation that 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 hurts black people in regards to, you know, police police br- brutality or police reform. Like if they're not willing to change those things, it don't matter. So it's not just about voting it's about you know keeping our our foot on their necks to make them change these laws so you got to right. keep the heat up in some way shape or form
2: yeah and it's important to know who uh, who is actually running who you want to be the elected officials and to vote for those people make sure you know them attend town hall meetings make your voice be heard you know and yeah, those man. things this are important as democracy. well
3: yeah, because voting only changes things when the people we vote in want to change them. Like, we keep acting like this isn't by design. The whole function of systemic racism is to marginalize black people. That's why we have to demand that they, they, they change things. So, I mean, that he got to come from somewhere. Protest, you know, uh, you know, just holding different politicians accountable by, you know, by, by, by I don't know, by not, by not voting for them. Not saying don't vote, but, you know, just letting them know, like, if you don't do what we want you to do, we're not going to vote for you. Uh, and you know,
2: you can always go on whoever whoever your official's website is and you can set up meetings, you can go to their office, you can ask them to come speak at events that you have, all of those things, that's their responsibility.
8: Mm-hmm. All right. All right. And Minnesota
2: Attorney General Keith Ellison is uh, taking over the prosecution, as you know, in George Floyd's death. And he says they are taking another look at the actions of the other police officers present. He said, I can assure you we are taking a fresh look. We plan to hold everyone accountable who is legally culpable. So he said that he has spent the last 24 hours reviewing evidence and he cannot right now ethically comment as a prosecutor. But that's what he has said thus far.
5: All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now when we come back, yeah,
3: uh over we the weekend. Do? What are we doing? What
5: are we over doing? Over the weekend man? we got a phone call. And they said okay. that uh Rush Limbaugh wanted to have a conversation with us.
3: You you gotta give him a little bit more backstory than that. Very important to note that uh the Breakfast Club, we're part of iHeartMedia. Mm-hmm. iHeart Mafia. Rush Limbaugh is part of iHeartMedia. Correct. iHeart Mafia. Oops.
5: Yeah, so so they 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 called us and said, uh, you know, we want you guys to have a conversation with Rush Limbaugh. So one side talking to the other side about possibly how we can, uh, I guess, what's the words I'm looking for? Expl- I don't want to say explain to the other side, but
3: here's the thing: he's pro- Rush is probably the biggest voice in radio in regards to conservative politics. He felt Correct. like he he felt like the death of George Floyd was wrong and police brutality needs to stop. And, you know, I think everybody in this room, we're all for white people using their voice, uh, you know, using their privilege to combat prejudice. And Mm -hmm. in order to dismantle the white supremacy, you know, that I was just talking about, we got to push the people who benefit from it, whose ancestors created it, to help dismantle it. So he wanted to have a conversation about, um, you know, why George Floyd's death was wrong and how the police need to be held accountable. I think that was a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Something that we all agree Uh, with. But other than that...
2: That call was it wasn't great, much. Was <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. much more? Less to bring
3: on after. That. Other than that, other than that, personally, I feel like it was a total waste of time. But hey, y'all might think otherwise.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, he had to. We 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 had to ask him about other other things that he said in the past, and it just wasn't like "kumbaya." Nah, it doesn't work like that. You can't, you know. Uh, in my opinion, issue on everything that we've ever, you know been about and then come back and talk about Kumbaya, let's talk about George Floyd. Well, nah, you got to answer a lot of the not, other let, things that we have to have the conversation Let's not about.
3: give too much away. Let's not give too much away, okay. Envy. We're gonna And play he the did play this on he did
2: play this on his show as well, on his platform yesterday. Yeah, when he explained it, he called
5: you Julie. When he explained he called you Julie. What did yeah, he call Julie. Julie, so Lee. So Julie
3: Lee. Julie Lee. Julie Lee and Dr. I was, Envy. I was Dr. Envy. So, I'm going to tell you something. Dr. Envy's nice. Who is Julie Lee? I think Rush has like I think he has, like, 25, 30 million listeners a week, maybe more. I actually yeah. heard it could be up to 50. I say 50 if million a week, that, they say. If those people who never heard of The Breakfast Club before think that DJ Envy is a doctor, boy, they got a negative perception of us. That's you all right, right. I ain't mad at that. Dr. <laughs> Envy, that's what you got to call me from now on. All right, Dr. Julie. Dre. He's a doc- he's shout a doctor. out to Dr. Darius
2: in Detroit.
5: Word, word. I'm a doctor. Julie, you good over there?
0: Why you shout <laughs> Dr. out okay. <laughs>
5: I wanna know why he ain't called you nothing. He probably called you something under his tongue. But anyway, we'll get back to it next. And <laughs> His name is Rush. Not Russ. You called him Russ a couple of times. Yeah, his you name called is him Rush. Russ
2: Throughout the whole interview. <laughs>
3: Throughout the whole interview, Charlamagne. I, 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 I can't, I can't, I uh, can't, I can't help what God does to my mouth sometimes. Whoa. That's All right. I'm right. yo. you none of y'all opposed God. Yeah, you thought about it I too.
9: Pause. <laughs> <laughs> you thought about pause and God.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Worked that mouth, for you. All right, so Let's be serious. Rush Limbaugh. When we come back, is the Breakfast Club? Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club.
3: We're still kicking it with Rush Limbaugh. Charlamagne. But let me ask you a question, once. Because I remember in 2014 you criticized President Obama. And you said he should do more to ease racial tensions in the wake of the grand jury decisions to not indict the white police officers in Ferguson. You said if he wants to, he can inspire, and I think it's called for in this situation. Shouldn't that same
9: advice apply to President Trump right now? Absolutely. I think it it applies to all presidents. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, no question about it. That's one of their roles, is to calm circumstances and situations like this. But look, guys, can I ask right. you, you keep harping on white privilege and racism. When you tell me how to end it how, how, what what can we do to end this so that you are not frustrated and angry and and feeling like whatever you feel like because i hate it I un, um, hate. you guys we all one. americans you here and i don't like offices. the fact That's that you're true. angry all well, the time so what no, can we do okay. to
3: stop the racism here's the thing right um as long as there's a system of white supremacy you know, there will always be these type of situations. You know, it doesn't matter who's in the White House if that person is not willing to dismantle the mechanism of white supremacy. If that person is not willing to change legislation that disproportionately impacts black folks, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've seen this a million well, times. Okay, tell riots, me what Ferguson happened. Riots.
9: You had four years of Barack Obama. You had, you had Americans, white <laughs> it, Americans, voting for Obama because they wanted to say, we're not racist. We're, we, we're not a racist country. You had people electing the first african-american president in our history he served for eight years why isn't there anything to show for it that makes you less angry than you were then once again it doesn't matter who's
3: in the white house if that person is not willing to dismantle the mechanism of white come on guys elections don't matter now I think that when you, when you, we got to stop acting like white supremacy isn't done by design. The whole function of systemic racism is to marginalize black people. And it's very hard to get any damn near 80-year-old white man to change a system that's been working for him and his family for years. I don't care if it's Biden or Trump. So once
9: again, we need people that are willing to dismantle this, the mechanism of white supremacy. Okay. Let me, let me me ask you guys, why do you still vote Democrat?
2: I vote for whoever I think is the best candidate.
9: Because the Democrat I'm Party my, has been promising interest. to fix your grievances for 50 years, and you have the same mm-hmm. grievances, you have the same complaints. They haven't done a damn thing for you. They haven't even punished the people that you think are responsible for the racism and bigotry being done to you. Why do you keep and supporting them?
3: It, and, and, you know, I, I don't disagree with you, and I don't, I, that's why I'm not letting nobody politicize black pain and tell us that this is one person's fault just because they are trying to win an election in November. This is America's fault. And the war on drugs, mass incarceration, segregation, slavery, all of those things are and have been the proverbial knee on the back of black folks' neck. And until somebody is willing to dismantle the, the mechanism of white supremacy, nothing is going to change.
2: Well, Rush, I also don't want to lose track of what we're talking about here because I know we're trying to focus on on George Floyd and what's happening with him and how can we take some actionable steps to move forward and what can be done, right? So on your end, what are some things that you feel
7: like can be done? I think that cops
9: should be charged with first-degree murder, and I think that the guys standing around ought to be charged, the other cops that were standing around. I think it's it's time to end this. Look, you— we 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 are all aware of police brutality. We're all aware of the uh, actions that some rogue cops take, uh, and it's way too many of them against African American men. And it's time to stop. And the I, you know, I'm not a policeman. I'm not an executive in a police department. But it seems to me that if those people end up being charged and, instead of okay. shielded uh, when they commit murder, there shouldn't be any legalized murder, and and that would be one way. Uh, to at least get a start on making sure it doesn't happen this george floyd was for everything i've been able to tell was a good guy he was a nice guy had a family that said did not even come close to deserving having his life taken from him like this.
5: not at all not at all now do you and, agree with the I, way that the media is portraying everything you're in media and you know media is white media of course do you do you agree with how they're portraying everything that's going on right now
9: God, I don't I don't think we've gotten the truth out of most media in three or four years. I, I don't know. I, it's, and I think that's another reason why people are mad, you guys. They know they've been lied to. They were lied about so many things for two, three, four years now. And so now they don't know what to believe coming out of the media. And I don't care what it is. Fox, CNN, New York Times, Washington Post. There doesn't seem to be anywhere in our culture that people have trust in an institution or... Series of institutions that provide a backstop and reliability when something like this happens. And I think that's creating uh, or contributing to even more of the unrest that's happening out there.
2: Rush, how would you advise Donald Trump to to handle this situation? Because I see that he's having some issues. He's calling uh, people thugs. He's talking about sticking the dogs on people if they try to come into the White House. But then you see how he treats people who are protesting the stay-at-home order. And they have guns, and they're white people, and they're fine people. So I just want to know, what advice would you give to the president right now to say, this is what we need to do, and this is how you should handle it? Because I don't think that he's handling it properly with his verbiage.
9: I think what the president ought to do... Is use the God given humility that he has that he that that and don't doubt me that he does he has he has a lot of humility. There's nothing
0: humble about
9: the president. Come well, on. Well, no, there is even and at, at every rally you will see his. his humility, ego. His appreciation for <clears throat> the people that show up, uh, but I, it's it, it's simple matter of understanding he's president of everybody here and. Trying to quell these these moments of unrest is something that would be really really to his advantage. I think what you said about Obama in 2014
3: applies. When you when you said if he wants to, he can inspire, and I think it's called for in this situation. I, but I look don't think it, he man, wants to inspire. I think he wants to incite.
9: Well, okay, first I, I do agree with you about the inspiration. I think I think he can. I think he should. I think all presidents uh, should. Uh, uh, in terms of Trump inciting, look, the guy has had everybody and their uncle telling lies and falsehoods about him for three and a half, four years now. And he's probably a little fed up with it. Yeah, before the shutdown happened, look at what black unemployment was. It was a record low. The number of African Americans have had jobs. The wages that were going up. And then this virus comes along and the bottom is pulled out from it. He's got to be frustrated as uh, as he can be. And I'm not trying to carry his water. Oh, the black, the black unemployment yes, rate
3: started going down under Obama, too, though. I mean, that's, that's one thing that Trump takes credit for that actually started uh, under President Obama. It did? Okay. Well, that's... yes. Then I'll... I ask you a question, Russ? Yeah. Uh, w- w- moving forward, all right, because, you know, the cops. let's say the cops get arrested, uh, the cop gets charged, he goes to jail, great. How do we dismantle white supremacy as a whole moving forward?
9: Well, that's another show, guys, because A, I don't, I don't, you'd have to define what it means to you. What, what, because I don't, I don't feel like I am a white supremacist, and I don't think there's much white supremacy going on out there, but I need to have you define. See, this is one of the divides. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that to me, uh,
3: once again, this system is designed to work for the people that it was built by, and that's white folks, particularly old white men. And now that people have had enough. Because those white folks I spoke about earlier who are out there, you know, who really love black people as much as they love black culture, and they're out there standing with black folks and they want to fight with us, I think this is the tipping point. And we right now are at a point where we can finally force America to live up to its grand promises of liberty and justice for all and I not just liberty and justice for white folks.
9: It has. That's my back to the beginning of the ah, program. Russ. It has. It's out there. You guys have done it. Look, we're, we're out of time here. But what you guys like to do, this again where we pick it up right from this point and make a maybe make not a focus on white supremacy.
3: <clears throat> not not if we just going to dance the whole time. If you, if, you, if you're if you're going to have some honest conversation with us and stop telling us no, things no, like white privilege doesn't exist and you don't know what white supremacy is. If we could do that, yes.
2: Well, Rash, I'm very not into having having time. these into having these conversations because I do think it is important for white people to acknowledge the hurt that they've inflicted on the African-American community and to be able to come forward and admit that we can't even move forward until that happens. Well, yeah, that's we can, what we can I was attempting
9: to do here with, to uh, honest, with, with all of you today. On the white supremacy thing, I'm not in any kind of denial. I just know that it's a politically charged element of the Democrat Party's politics and liberalism, and I do not cave or compromise, or give one iotas of an inch to liberalism no matter what. So white white supremacy or white privilege is a construct of today's Democrat Party, and I'm not going to agree with any aspect of it as they put it forth. Um, I'm not denying that there are certain individuals out there who think they're better than other people, but structurally, institutionally, uh, white supremacy. That's it's Russ, a construct. You, you can't see you can't see how white people are just treated better
3: in this country than
2: black people. Even just as far as he how many people get that. pulled over by the <laughs> you, you police officers.
5: To like like <laughs> we can how, have these conversations, oh, but how we dis- got to be honest with each other. Like you got to you, you got to admit that.
2: disproportionately guys, black people you know, are you, getting you pulled over. Disproportionately, up. they're getting shot no, by but the cops. You,
9: you set these things up. You have no idea how. If, and I'm, I can imagine what mm-hmm. you're going to say if I sit here and say you have no idea how I have been mistreated by various elements, various groups, various companies, various individuals my whole life. It's called <sighs> life, Russ. and it happens. And we're all mistreated. I've been fired nine times in my career. But have and-
5: you ever got thrown out the, Thrown out your car because you were driving a nice car? If have I you ever got ever just patted a- down just for
9: being black? Yeah, I've had my car keyed. Had- I've had my tires blown, of <laughs> <No>. course. <laughs> I'm talking Trust, about
5: throwing uh, out your car by a police officer because you're black driving a nice car or walking down the street in Queens, the area where you're from, and the police pulling you over and patting you down. Has these things happened to you? Don't talk about no keying reason. a car. Not, I done got shot at. Not, they didn't shot up my car. Don't talk you're about you're keying you're a car and, and popping n- your tire. You're, I'm talking about you're
9: police not, you're officers not,
5: pulling you out no, because you're but, black.
9: See, I'm Because a hermit. he did nothing. I'm a hermit and a recluse, and I don't, I don't go out and do all that kind of stuff. All no, right. that kind of stuff has never happened to me. I'll grant you. I want to ask you one more question before we get out of here. All I've, ever, I've right never people. had the cops assume that I have. Well, actually, no, that isn't true. I have been. Oh, pursu- Rush, stop! <laughs> I have been off. pursued by the cops. I was pursued by. Absolutely, I have. But look, guys, okay. let me Listen, thank you again question. for. No, no. I, let me thank you again for giving me the okay. time today and having access to you, and uh, at least the chance to talk to you. I do appreciate it, and may, maybe we it's can do good. it again. I look forward to it. Thank, thank you, Russ. I, and I again. do want to know why you think. Rest all, in peace, George all
3: those Floyd. White. That's right. All, all those white kids out there on the front lines, protesting and fighting with black people. Uh, I salute them. And but
9: why do you why do you think they're out there, Russ? Because they're fed up with what happened to George Floyd. They're fed up with this situation that will not stop. That caused all this and provided the opportunity for all this to happen. Mean the opportunity to protest and riot. There are more Americans fed up with it than you know. That's my point. What about America, though? You don't think that, that the, the fact that there's
3: 40 million people who are fired from unemployment, uh, the largest the largest
9: unemployment rate since the Depression era, you don't think that they're fed up about that, too? Well, I already acknowledged that earlier in the conversation. You can't put 40 million people out of work. But I'm telling you that you have a lot of simpatico people out there. White people were marching in the 60s with Dr. King. There were, In fact, Dr. Right. King's death did not cause this kind of strife in this country. Martin, well, Martin Luther King Jr. is dead because of racism and white supremacy. Uh, well, okay. If that's your answer to everything, then I don't know where we go. It is, though. <laughs> it
3: is. He's dead because he was fighting against racism and white supremacy.
9: All right, that's why he's dead. Well, good thank, luck, guys. Thank I, you I, for the if conversation. we can do this we again, it. we'll do it again.
5: That was our conversation with Rush Limbaugh. We got more coming up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: Working on a weekend like usual. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the breakfast club. So listen up. Nah, nah, nah,
2: nah, nah. Well, Floyd Mayweather has offered to pay for George Floyd's funeral services, and they actually posted a copy of the check and everything. It's $88,500. Now, we don't know whether or not the family has accepted that offer, but he is offering to do that, and he is sending that check to the Fort Bend Memorial Funeral Home to cover everything.
3: Very, very honorable. Uh, that's dope. Drop, drop on the clues bonds for Floyd Mayweather. That
2: was definitely dope. And, and Drake has donated $100,000 to the National Bailout Fund to aid arrested protesters. He posted a screenshot of that donation as well. And it's an organization that reunites families, creating a national community of leaders who have experienced incarceration and working with groups across the country to transform harmful systems to keep people safe and free, according to their website.
3: All right. Dropping the clues bombs for Drake. Very honorable. Everybody being charitable. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm.
2: All right. Now, another person, though, that has spoken out, J.R. Smith. Yesterday, we reported about him beating up a person who was breaking into his car, who broke his car window. And now J.R. Smith is saying that he kind of feels disappointed with himself. Here's what he had to say on the Pat McAfee show.
1: It was just a random act of stupidness, and I give him that, but that ass whooping was a random act of stupidness on my <laughs> behalf. Look. And you know what's sad? Because I, 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 the, after, the, like, the first two kicks, like, in the third one, you could you could kind of see it, it wasn't that much emphasis on it because I, 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 at that point, when it happened, I seen red. And then when I, like, when I finally snapped two and what was going on, I was so, I'm still, still, like, disappointed with myself, even though people say I shouldn't be, but it's just like, for me, I'm 34 years old. I have four little girls at home. Regardless of the fact whether it was right or wrong, I don't want them to have that image of their dad.
3: Jr., you should not feel that way. Uh, that was a very, very impressive beatdown. Drop on the clues bombs for Jr. Smith. I often watch these fights online, and I'm like, damn, these dudes can't fight. Damn, these dudes ain't hitting hard. Jr. was on that young man's ass. Uh, I'm surprised the young man was able just to get up and run the way that he, he, he did, but I'm sure that his adrenaline was so pumping, and he probably was on some drugs. That's probably why, but Jr, you did a phenomenal job, sir.
5: Yeah, I, di- I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, is I'm, I'm minding my business you're in a residential area and you're just going to start effing up my ish? No, uh, my first reaction is to beat your ass.
3: Phenomenal job, right. I think job, anybody who finds
2: somebody breaking their car show window, that's gonna, their um, windshield is going to do that first and foremost.
3: Mm-hmm. Phenomenal job, Jr. You have nothing to be ashamed about and nothing to be embarrassed about, okay? Your good, good footwork, the kicks were landing properly, okay? good job nice punch But I do understand
2: I do understand what he says about having four little girls at home and he doesn't want that image to be the image that they see whether it was right or wrong You know I get that you have children and you're like all right I don't want them to look at their dad like this
5: Well also well, isn't it protect your protect your family and your property I mean one God thing about my right. my daughter says is you know they know daddy's the protector I'm not just going to let somebody come up in F-ish that I work very hard for
3: no, it's not going and and, and, well, and to happen. Well, that was his thoughts. Your daughter, so. And and your daughter needs to see that video because your daughter can show that video to all her future boyfriends and all her future boyfriends can be on notice that daddy will whip your ass, okay? Even at the age of 65 when Jr. gets old.
2: But yes, you can't fault somebody for reacting that way when you're breaking their property. So, But I feel him on everything that he's saying with, as far as what he regrets, but nobody looks at you like you were wrong for that. All right, Jason Whitlock. He is leaving Fox Sports. He's apparently both sides could not come to an agreement on a new contract. So they said they believe that he's looking into starting his own direct-to-consumer business, according to sources. So we shall see what happens. But right now they're looking for a new host to replace him.
3: So he's not going to be doing um, the show with Marcellus Wiley no more?
2: Nope. They said Friday was actually his last day.
3: If Fox Sports 1 does not hire Jamel Hill, they are crazy. Okay, Jamel Hill uh, used to be on ESPN. She's got her podcast, Unbothered, right now. She does the podcast with uh, Van Leighton. I think it's called Down the Hole. I know it's about The Wire. Yo, that would be a good pairing, Jamel Hill and Marcellus Wiley on Fox Sports 1. I would love to see Jamel back on TV discussing sports every day.
2: All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report.
3: All right. Thank you,
5: Miss Yee. Now, Charlemagne. Yes, sir. are you giving that donkey too?
3: You know, I need our celebrity-in-chief, Donald J. Trump, to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. Okay, what
5: donkey is this uh, of the year that you've, uh, I, I mean, with Donald Trump? You've given him how many?
3: Three already? Four? Do you know? I've lost count, sir. I'm gonna be Damn honest it, man. You. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I even had, I, I had to stop myself because he literally could get donkey of the day every day. So I try to pace him out. But, you know, when, you, when you're turning America into a military state, I think that's a good time to give him one. All right, we'll get into that next Keep It Locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners when somebody disrespects our flag to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now, out? He's fired. He's fired! Trump,
1: please step up to the congregation. Yes, you are Oh, Love,
3: down,
0: trump. when mexico sends its people down, they're not sending their yeah. best they're bringing donald drugs trump.
9: they're bringing yeah, crime yeah. they're raping he's a jackass donkey
3: of the for tuesday june 2nd goes to our celebrity in chief donald j trump i'm gonna tell y'all something man the last time i saw someone live up to and exceed all expectations like donald j trump was lebron james Uh, Let me explain. Let me explain before your little simple-ass brains explode and your thumbs get to saying Charlemagne just compared Donald Trump to LeBron James on the radio. Relax your digits before you tweet and listen, okay? When LeBron James was a junior in high school, he was on the front cover of Sports Illustrated. Junior in high school on the front cover of Sports Illustrated with the headline, The Chosen One. I remember this article in 2002 by Grant Wall. It said LeBron James is so good that he's already being mentioned with Michael Jordan. ESPN played one of LeBron James's high school basketball games on TV. Might have done more than one, but I remember one in particular because I remember an article that uh, Jay Bilas, I think that's how you pronounce Jay's last name, Jay Biles, Jay Billis, Jay Billis wrote asking the question, did LeBron mania go too far? Uh, Jay also asked, what level of coverage, coveting, and pursuit is appropriate for a 17-year-old kid playing high school basketball? I remember all that. And the reason I remember that is because I was thinking to myself, and we'd be having discussions, that they are about the Memphis Bleak, this kid LeBron James. No disrespect to Memphis Bleak. That's my man. That's my guy. And I'm not saying anything that I haven't said to him in a conversation uh, here on The Breakfast Club. But do you remember when Jay-Z was touting Bleak as the new improved Jay-Z? He put that bar very high. He made expectations for Bleak really, really high. Okay, like damn, we was all like, wait, the new improved Jay-Z? At the time, it was Jay-Z who gave us Reasonable Doubt. Okay, classic. In my lifetime, volume 1, classic. In my lifetime, volume 2, classic. We was like, wow, if Jay says this guy is the new him, then this guy must be phenomenal. The problem with that was Bleak was good, but he wasn't Hove. And it kind of made folks not appreciate Bleak the way they should have because he was good, he just wasn't Sean Carter. Okay? LeBron James didn't have that problem. LeBron James, if you remember back when he first came in the league, all the hype surrounding him, they called him the chosen one, they called him the king, the heir to Michael Jordan's throne. To me, personally, LeBron James has exceeded all expectations. To me, he absolutely has. Uh, I don't think he's better than Jordan, but that's not the point. He's top five of all time easily. People debate whether he's better than Jordan, whatever. My point is, he is who they said he was. They are who we now, thought was, they were. Now, as I was saying about the president, the last time I have ever seen someone live up to and exceed all expectations like Donald Trump was LeBron James. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald J. Trump is who they said he was. Who is they? Everybody. Everybody. Okay, I remember in August 2016, there was an article on QZ.com that said Donald Trump and his followers could destroy America. I remember Politico had an article that said, in the era of Trump, is the GOP headed for ruin or renewal? I remember in Indivisible.org said Donald Trump is a national security risk. I remember The Atlantic had an article that said, well, Donald Trump destroyed the presidency. People have written books comparing Trump to Adolf Hitler, and they've compared him to other dictators like Stalin and Mussolini. You've heard people say Donald Trump will lead America into fascism. When all these things were being said in 2016, 2017, we said, no, that'll never happen in America. Uh, Give the executive producer, celebrity apprentice a chance to run the country. Things won't turn out that bad, even though everybody and their mama and their grandma said, no, it's going to be bad. Congratulations, Donald J. Trump. You have exceeded all expectations of how bad people thought you were going to be. Okay, America, right now, unemployment rate past 40 million, largest unemployment rate since the Depression, era uh, the Depression era. Okay, Americans are shipped to death because they don't know what will happen when the pandemic relief ends. Okay, there is anarchy in the street because the law and order president, as he calls himself, encourages police officers to rough folks up. So he made an already horrible problem in America, police brutality worse. So now that folks are out there in these streets, protesting, rioting, looting, what does he do? He declares war on the American people. This is your man live from the Rose Garden in D.C. yesterday.
0: Listen. My administration is fully committed that for George and his family, justice will be served. He will not have died in vain, but we cannot allow the righteous cries and peaceful protesters to be drowned out by an angry mob. The biggest victims of the rioting are peace-loving citizens in our poorest communities. And as their president, I will fight to keep them safe. I am your president of law and order and an ally of all peaceful protesters. I am mobilizing all available federal resources, civilian and military, to stop the rioting and looting, to end the destruction and arson, and to protect the rights of law-abiding Americans, including your Second Amendment rights. Today I have strongly recommended to every governor to deploy the National Guard insufficient numbers that we dominate the streets mayors and governors must establish an overwhelming law enforcement presence until the violence has been quelled if a city or state refuses to take the actions that are necessary then i will deploy the united states military and quickly solve the problem for them
3: he wants to use the military to quell the violence he wants to turn america into a military state now if Y'all thought that stay-at-home quarantine thing during coronavirus, you know, that whole thing that he said was a hoax, if y'all thought that was martial law, nope. When we are a military state, that's martial law, okay? Temporary military rule of domestic territory, military dictatorship, okay? An authoritarian government controlled by a military and its political designees. This is what we have come to, America. Uh, I don't know if we are in Infinity War or the endgame right now. OK, did half of us already get snapped away or is this when we've bought everybody back and we just finally trying to defeat Thanos? All I know is once again, America, it got the president it deserves. OK, this is America's karma. All right. Donald Trump is America's Frankenstein. He represents all the worst aspects of America for us, but all the uh, best aspects that, Amer- that make America great for white people. Okay, this is what happens when you let white privilege, white entitlement, white arrogance, and white supremacy run rampant. Okay, see, every single one of those things are self destructive because they aren't rooted in anything positive. All right, Donald Trump is president because this country was founded by rich white people who created and structured this system so that it would always work for, guess what? Rich white people. Okay, that's why white mediocrity is so often rewarded because rich white people, since the founding of this country, always have had a built-in advantage, a cheat code of sorts, okay? Because the country was founded on principles, laws, and systems designed to benefit the Trumps of the world. And now, that guy is president. But never, at least in modern times since I've been alive, has a white man revealed more about them damn devils than him, okay? Donald Trump has found a way to out white man the white man, all right? Donald Trump, being the Frankenstein of white supremacy, has found a way to marginalize everyone (laughs) including other white supremacists. Okay, Donald Trump has found a way to make everyone in America of all races, all colors, all creeds feel like a nigga. (laughs) Oh, we about to be in a military state. We all oppressed and marginalized. We all niggas now, okay? Welcome to the club. Now, what are we going to do about it, niggas? Okay, are we all going to band together and finally force this country to dismantle this system of white supremacy? Because as long as white supremacy exists... There will always be Donald Trumps of the world. He's just a new version of an old, pale problem. Okay. So until we have elected officials who recognize white supremacy and are willing to dismantle it, God bless us all. Please give uh, the celebrity in chief, Donald J. Trump, the biggest hee-haw.
6: All
3: right. Is there any hope? I guess. You know what? There is a little bit of hope. When I hear when I hear people like uh, Gavin Newsom governor of California. When
0: I hear him say things like this. The black community is not responsible for what's happening in this country right now. We are. Our institutions are responsible. We are accountable. We have a unique responsibility to the black community in this country, and we've been playing slip service about that for generations. Things move away in headlines, and we indulge on the margins, but we don't systemically, foundationally address the root of these issues. We prune we don't tear out the institutional racism from all of our institutions, large and small. We don't. We know that. question is, do we or are we prepared to do something
3: differently about it?
7: Uh-huh. That's,
3: that's right. The black community is not responsible for what's happening in this country right now. Okay? When he says we are, we are, he's talking to America, okay? The the old white males and the white males that built this country, their institutions are responsible, and they need to be held accountable for this moment and every moment moving forward, and it needs to be called out because white supremacy will not be dismantled until they choose to dismantle it. Keep the pressure on, people.
1: All right.
5: Well, thank you for that dog here today.
3: Now, uh... Now, speaking of white supremacy... Now,
5: hell. <laughs> Uh, earlier, we played an interview, we uh, a conversation we did with Rush Limbaugh. Now, uh, over the weekend, we got a, a phone call from iHeartRadio, our people at iHeartRadio. The powers that be. The powers that be, if you like to call him and said, hey, you know, Rush Limbaugh would like to have a conversation with you guys. Uh, he He's uh, t- disturbed about what happened with George Floyd, and he would like to yeah, have you- a conversation with you guys about you know, possibly telling his uh, crowd and, and his listeners
3: how we feel. Yeah, he felt like the death of George Floyd was wrong and he felt like police brutality needed uh, to stop, you know. As I, as I asked him during our conversation, why, why now? Like, why, why George Floyd? You know, why this particular situation, especially being that we've seen a million police killings, you know. And, 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 and I don't, when I say a million, I don't mean literally a million, but we've just seen a you know whole lot of police killings since I've been alive. Yeah.
5: Right, so, so um, this one? after having the conversation, I, I think some 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 people were uh, glad about the conversation and, and glad we were able to tell them how we feel, and some people were mad that we had uh, him actually on the radio, and and, and yeah, it so even spoke with us. him.
3: Yeah, so just call us right now and tell us do you think that that Rush Limbaugh interview was a waste of our
5: time. <laughs> okay, we can put it like that eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Call us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's Topic Time.
1: Call 800-585-1051 to join into the
5: discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? Good morning to you. I don't know birds. what the hell is going on going on with uh, my internet this morning. I know today is, uh, is is supposed to be a blackout and my internet has blacked out 72 times this morning.
3: I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm <laughs> sick of sitting at home doing this show, man. I wanna be back in the studio. If you really want to know how I feel, I want to be back in the midst of action. Oh, you want I'm action? Coming into the city in the morning. I miss taking a shower in the morning.
2: You can still I take a realize. shower.
3: I live Man, right I down understand. the block from you, bro. You could come by any morning. Taking a shower to what? go out. <laughs> to take a shower? shower. Nah, we get people <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Are no, you taking <laughs> this burden or anything too far? His own house. I know. You, I know. <laughs> I know you've seen these Burt and Ernie memes where they make us Bert and Ernie, but you're taking this too far. No, there won't be no rubber ducky with no, me and you.
5: No, okay. no rubber ducky, you ass. I'm talking about if you want to broadcast with somebody, you want to see me, we can broadcast. This guy wants to do rubber ducky with me. <laughs> see, you see, always go too far. Always, always go too far. Now, what are we talking about? Rush Limbaugh.
3: Rush yes. Limbaugh, man. Um, yeah, as, as we told y'all this weekend, we got a phone call from the powers that be here at iHeart. And it's very important that people know um. Rush Limbaugh actually works for iHeartRadio as well. So it's not like some, you know, it's not as random as people may, may think it is. We work for iHeart. Rush works for iHeart. And, you know, Correct. Uh, Russ didn't like the way that the George Floyd situation went down. Um, mm-hmm. He thought that the police should be in jail and he just, you know, doesn't want this to happen ever again. That's what he said. Right. So, I always feel like, you know, we should use, you know, white people's privilege to combat prejudice, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You got to treat it like Starbucks Wi Fi, because we all know that you know this 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 white this mechan this mechanism of white supremacy. It has to be dismantled, but it can only be dismantled by the people that help build it and the people that benefit from it. I think so. Right. So.
5: Let's open up the phone lines 800-585-105-11. eight hundred five eight five one zero five one one to have a conversation. But when we had that conversation, we couldn't forget all the uh, nasty things he said about our community and our people. So some of that had to be addressed. So. Let's open up the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Yeah,
4: this is Joe from Miami. Joe from Miami. What's up, bro? M-I-A-O! Listen, How you guys doing, man? I love what you guys do. I love what you guys do a lot, man. Keep it up.
5: Thank you, brother. Thank we- you, We're Jane. talking about our interview with uh, Rush Limbaugh. What What did you think, bro?
4: Listen, man, quickly. I'm a Puerto Rican kid from the Bronx. I live in Miami. Um, as, as a teenager, I lived in Virginia, and I experienced racism openly and directly, and it didn't mm-hmm. feel good at all. I've, I've experienced police harassment here in Miami. It doesn't feel good. I don't have a police record. I can tell you this, though. We need to have open hearts, and we need to, to take advantage of every opportunity we have to, to, to be heard. And when a guy like Rush Limbaugh opens his platform up for us, we have to take advantage, guys, you know? so. Listen, it might have took in George Floyd's death to get him to call you guys and reach out, but it's better than nothing, man. And and we just got to jump on this opportunity and and show love, you know? Show love. Even though we mad, we got to show love because they want us to be mad, you know?
1: All right. The
2: opportunity to engage can be very frustrating, but I do feel like if someone is willing to at least have the conversations, and while we didn't agree on a lot of things, I feel like, Well, maybe I don't feel like like it was that productive, but we did. (laughs) We agreed on one thing; the rest of the things we did not agree on. But I do feel like it's not like you're going to change somebody's mind in one conversation in 20 minutes. Either it takes a lot more than that.
5: I will say this: Uh, after he aired the interview, um, people were telling me that people were calling. uh, His listeners were calling in support of what we were saying. So maybe it did get through to a couple of people. Maybe it did. I don't know.
7: It's just the start. It's
5: not
2: a yeah.
5: Let's go to another line. Hello, who's this?
7: Hey, it's Mo. Good hey, Mo you... hey, Lo. hey Mo, hey hello, what up, Lo? Oh, Lo or Mo, Mo? Or low? Mo?
5: Oh Mo, Mo, I thought you said Mo, Mo. Oh
2: Love,
5: yes. hey Love,
7: good
5: morning. Whatever, Please. I'm not sure what your name is, Mama. <laughs> oh, what What are your thoughts about that interview? I I feel
7: like it was BS. I don't. He like he obviously didn't care for what y'all was saying. He don't mm-hmm. understand where black people come from.
5: He just got on the radio to try and clear his name so he wouldn't get any backlash. I don't clear think he cares his name about the backlash for, for for some of the things he's said in the last uh,
3: <laughs> 20
7: years <laughs> okay, of what do you want, his, white, his career. What do you, 30, 31 years.
3: 31 years. Oh, um, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. okay. All right. eight
5: hundred five we We'll take more of your calls. We had a conversation with Rush Limbaugh. What did you think? Was it a waste of time? Do you think they're even listening? Call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's
1: about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to them. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
2: Yes, last night TLC Iconic aired. It was four artists across all different genres coming together. They performed their take on TLC's biggest hits. So you can stream it now on CWTV in case you didn't see it. It was all hosted by Jordan Sparks also. Um, and the four artists were actually inside country music, R&B, hip hop, and yes, and pop. So you could see all of that um, right now if you stream it on CWTV. Now, Justin Bieber says that he does feel shame over the deaths of George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery. He sat down with angela rye alongside his wife as well Haley. Haley and here are both christians he said we believe in the love of jesus here is more of what justin bieber had to say about uh why this was triggering for him
7: i've been feeling
6: shame in the sense of like why did it take these men uh, being killed for me to almost like take a blanket over my eyes and be like
7: like why why now and it, and i just i gotta say i feel i do feel bad when
5: it
3: comes to yeah. that Make sure you download that on one podcast from Angela Rye. Salute to AR Forty. Drop the clues for AR Forty.
2: Hellie Baldwin captioned the video post from the interview that she put up as a white woman. I know I'm privileged and I didn't always understand what that really meant. I will never understand what it's like to be racially profiled and targeted and wake up every day uncertain if I could lose my life because of the color of my skin. I want to know better so I can do better and I will not stop asking these questions and having these conversations. I want to keep learning how to be an ally and I refuse to keep walking through life being ignorant.
3: And white people gotta stop acting like they're afraid to get involved. Like, don't be worried about, you know, offending someone just because you're standing up for them. If your intention is in the right place and you're you're a human who doesn't want to see bad things happen to other humans, step the F up. I see a lot of white people stepping up,
5: though. I see a lot of white people stepping up. I see a lot of white people on the front
3: lines. How do you feel about white
5: people asking questions?
2: How do you feel about white people asking questions about racism and different things? Questions like what?
3: i like coming to you to explain. Mind. I don't mind. And the reason I don't mind is because of a conversation I had with Michael Eric Dyson this weekend, but also because if you think about um Malcolm X in the autobiography of Malcolm X, when that uh, Caucasian woman at Harvard came up to him and asked him, you know, what can I do to help? And he said nothing. Malcolm X said he always regretted that because he, he should have used that opportunity to teach. So I don't have a problem with white people asking questions. One
2: time I was in Atlanta, this white woman came up to me at the bar and was like, and she was drunk, and she was like, I don't understand what Black Lives Matter is about. Doesn't all lives matter? Did you and I did it? end that's up having a whole that's, conversation that's, with that's her for, conversation. for like 45 minutes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> like
5: good. Sometimes minutes. you got
2: to explain. And I was like, why did I just do that?
5: Hopefully she understands and she goes back to her friends and explains what you 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 know, what you just told her, hopefully. Yeah. All right,
2: What's now.
3: Little, uh, uh, nah, go ahead. I was just going to say all the white people on the front line, salute to you and all the white people with platforms. Don't be afraid to use them to speak out for other human beings, regardless of what color they are.
2: All right. For people who were looting at the Apple store, you cannot use the gadgets there. So I see people are posting, they have the phones and it's a message pops up and it says this device has been disabled and is being tracked. Local authorities will be alerted. So apparently a lot of the items that they have on display are just for display purposes and they're able to lock things right away. And a lot of the uh, phones, laptops, and all of those things that are locked away in the back, people couldn't get to that area. So it's very secure there. So they were only able to take some of the display models, and then people that have said actually nothing. pops up.
5: They shouldn't have said anything. They they should have act like they can. The people can activate those phones, and then been, just been able to boop, broop, please pop right up. Tell they something. shouldn't have said
3: anything. The stupid, the stupidest thing to steal is a goddamn iPhone. It's it's literally a track? tracking device. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's literally you steal. You don't steal a goddamn tracking device. What the hell is wrong with you?
2: All right, now, uh, Joe Jackson, one of his grandchildren, is is the victim of a hate crime, and she has, I don't know if you saw these pictures online, they're really difficult to look at. She has injuries to her neck and face. Yasmin, Jasmine, daughter to Giovanni Jackson, revealed on Instagram that she was stabbed several times by a woman who called her... The N-word, and she was stabbed seven times right by her house. She said because of that. She said she was chased. The woman just chased her down and started stabbing her. She said it's because I was an N-word, and that's all I could hear while I was being stabbed. I can't move my neck at all. I'm scared to be alone. I asked people to help me because she was stabbing me, and nobody helped until someone did. Actually, a few people did, and I'm thankful for you. I pray to God that if you have any kind of hatred in your heart toward black people that you heal it. I didn't deserve this. Nobody does, and oh, by the way, I'm still effing proud to be black. So according to Yasmin, her attacker was originally only being charged with felony battery with a deadly weapon. She said, I feel like she deserves attempted murder. And also, this is a hate crime. She called me an N-word, and there are witnesses.
3: And this is why I want every brother and sister in America to own a legal firearm. You know what I'm saying? This is why you have to, have to, have to, have to believe in your right to bear arms. Because that person should have been shot. She should have had a nice little 380 on her or something, little 38, to get that person off her. Yes, absolutely, Well, they man. did
2: end up booking this woman for attempted murder. She said now to work on the hate crime charge. So that was the update. All right, Tokyo Jets made a very, very terrible joke while she was uh, playing around with one of her friends. Here's mm-hmm. what she said.
1: <laughs>
3: Yikes, Tokyo.
2: You know, I was very shocked and appalled by that. She did apologize afterward, and like I said on her Instagram page, this is the only post that she has up, and here is her apology.
6: No excuse. It's not what this
7: is at all. I'm not doing this video to ask for no type of sympathy because what I did was wrong as hell. First and foremost, I want to just apologize to family, to people out on the front line, to people who actually stand up for us and I don't want nobody to take nothing that I'm saying as an excuse because that's not what this is at all. I don't want nobody to ever think that I don't understand
3: that I'm black as What does your Uncle Sharla always tell you? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Where is Tokyo Jets from? Come on, say it with me, guys. Florida. (laughs) Okay. What's wrong with you? Tokyo can't help it. That's just she just she had a Florida she had a, that, that's Florida foolishness. Yeah, it was, okay? it, was it was a, a dumb foolish, statement. She had a foolish moment, very foolish. Right. That does not. I don't all think right. that reflects Tokyo Jets total. Not matter. at all. Nah. You no, know, I know. We, we, we all know, know her. Tokyo um, Jets. That's
2: why it was very surprising at all period. But that's her apology. So you know, not sure moving forward what's going to happen, but. I see people calling to cancel her and all of that. And that's very, it was extremely hurtful. And she apologized to the family. Just a, a terrible, disgusting thing to say. So let that be a lesson for everybody. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report.
5: All right, thank you, Miss Yee. You know, I'm watching these videos of these looters, right? And i seen this one guy, he runs up in the Apple store and pulls out this big uh, Apple, you know, <laughs> TV, whatever it is, right? He gets halfway down the block. They whoop his ass and take the TV from him, right? Then they walk down halfway up the block. Then these other losers whoop their ass and they take it from him. I'm like, it's it's it, it, it just makes no sense. It just it, it really makes no sense. And then when it, they plug it really Apple,
3: makes Apple, no sense.
5: It, 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 it makes like you no got Wi-Fi on your Apple TV, right? You got to have Wi-Fi, right? You got to use Wi-Fi.
3: You, you don't think you're gonna get caught? It makes no uh-huh. sense because I cannot stand a person who wants to take what somebody else has worked hard for. That Apple store is right up the block. You can run up in that goddamn Apple store and take your own damn TV. <laughs> shut up, man. To. Shut up,
5: man. Why shut up, would you shut do up, that to shut that, that man? Shut up, man. All right, man. Shout out to Revolt, man. We'll see you tomorrow, man. And I don't know what's going on with my Wi-Fi. Josh, if you're out there listening, Focus AV, come come fix this Wi-Fi. This Wi-Fi, like when I say blackout, my Wi-Fi has blacked out 72 times this morning. Please come is fix that this cold? Wi-Fi. that cold your cable
2: company.
3: Is that cold for something? You're a kinky, like, man. Begging Josh to come over. Begging <laughs> Josh to come over. Yeah, what is and wrong with you? Fix your Wi-Fi. Man. Y'all rich people talk crazy. <laughs> what's wrong with Wi-Fi. you, man? Before you told <laughs> you,
5: you said you want to take a bath with me on some Burton Ernie stuff with some rubber duckies. Now <laughs> what's wrong with
3: you, man? I can't I'm, with you, you this morning. Fix my right. Wi-Fi. Why well, you gotta make everything sound me. sexual, man? Josh be like, unplug me and plug me back in. <laughs> Yo, just,
5: okay, man.
1: guys. I hate
5: you, man. <laughs> Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow, man. People's Choice mixes up next is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the phone lines right now. Our brother from Houston, Bun B. Morning, Bun. Hey, good morning, Legend.
8: Guys. How y'all doing?
5: What's going doing on? Oh, Les King. What's going doing on? Doing pretty good, man. How's everything with you, man? I, I, I was, you know, I follow you, of course, on Instagram, and I seen you flew out to Minneapolis and with part of that protest out there. So tell us what, what, what everybody's mind frame was and, and, and everything that was going on in Minneapolis that day.
8: Well, I mean, I, I went to a couple of places in the city. Mm-hmm. When you go out to, like, the, the center of town, where a lot of the activity is, you know, you see a lot of anger, you see a lot of frustration, mm-hmm. you see a community that's fed up because they've had several murders committed by police officers in, the, in their city. Uh, with no you know, culpability for the police officers and no justice for the families. And it was very strange that people think that this is all just about George Floyd, that people saw George Floyd die and immediately just started doing what they did. No, this is a culmination of, you know, for this particular community of Minneapolis, just, you know, several murders over the last year where people have been gunned down by police in the street. Not only have these people not been arrested, charged, and held culpable for their actions, they actually get to remain on duty. So mm. they have to watch as murderers continue to patrol their neighborhoods. And they're fed up about this. You know, mm. George George Floyd was the straw that broke the camel's back in Minneapolis and in many ways around the country. Um, you know, we hear about these crimes. People fight for justice for these kind of crimes. And because of the fact that there's no video, um, there's no proof, and for a lot of people there's no, for people in power there's no outrage and there's no concern and and so you saw a lot of acting out based on that in the city but when you go to the area where George Floyd was actually murdered in the streets of Minneapolis you see pain you see grief um, but you also see a lot of people praying together um, people unifying people uniting and from that area um, strangely there's a sense of hope um, that comes from there because people are like, you know, we, we need to stand together right now. We need to all be together right now. So right. it's it's a very, it's a very, uh, very different situation that you see in the city of Minneapolis.
5: And what are you guys doing today? Because I know today you guys are having a, a peaceful protest and march today in Houston.
8: So explain to the people what you're doing, why, and, and all of that. Well, today we are, you know, Trader Truth and I, Uh, joining with the Floyd family to have a peaceful march and protest in the the city of Houston. We're going to meet uh, in downtown Houston at Discovery Green, which is a large park in the middle of Houston. Mm -hmm. And we're going to walk from Discovery Green over to City Hall uh, with the family, um, with the city of Houston joining us. And, you know, we we want accountability um, for the killers of George Floyd. There's only one person in custody right now. Um, We need the other three people arrested, of course. But then, you know, we want action in our city, right? We want to make sure that Houston uh, does what it needs to do um, from a a legal standpoint, right, Um, from a city standpoint to, to make sure that these kind of things aren't allowed to happen in our city. So we're calling for policy reform. We're calling for independent community board review with subpoena power so that they can, um, have access to all evidence, all videos um, that involve any type of police brutality or police murder in the city of Houston, um, and you know we we just want accountability for the people that are allowed to patrol our streets, but then also hurt or kill us in our streets with with no repercussions. Not and that's three that
5: no city. three p.m. today at Discovery Green. Go ahead, Charlotte.
3: A lot. A lot of the uh, a lot of the, the peaceful protests have been turned in violent. How y'all gonna how y'all gonna prevent that?
8: Uh, well, I mean, you know, we're we're letting people know that this is a peaceful protest. And we'll also have um, people inside of the rally that are gonna be looking for that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're asking people if that's what you want to do. We're not. I'm not gonna tell you what what not to do. Just don't do it there. Like don't come mm-hmm. to where the family is and disrespect their wishes in that moment. You know.
3: You know, Bun, man, do you ever think we'll we'll ever be able to truly abolish racism in America? Because none of this police brutality or anything is going to stop until we can dismantle this mechanism of white supremacy. Is that possible? Is it possible for people to give up that kind of power? I don't know
8: if that's possible, but what we can do is set up a higher level of accountability so that when people do commit acts of violence based off racism, that they're punished, they're punished quickly, and they're punished appropriately. We still have to try. You know, I'm not just Mm -hmm. going to just quit and say, oh, well, racism won, I'm good. No, I'm a parent, I have grandchildren, and just like my parents fought for civil rights and their parents fought against segregation and their parents fought against Jim Crow and my ancestors, you know, had to die because of slavery, I'm not going to not stand up right now. This is the time where my generation has to get active and we have to sacrifice some level of being comfortable for the greater good of our next generations. Every generation before us has done that. And I feel like this is our time to stand up and do that.
3: Yeah, so when you see white people, I saw James Corden last night, and he asked the question, how can black people dismantle a system that they didn't create? I think you just gave us the answer. You got to fight and hold people No, you have time.
8: to fight. It,
5: it, it's necessary. Absolutely. Well, Bun, we appreciate you for checking in. Again, today at 3 p.m. at Discovery Green, make sure you get down there. It's a peaceful protest and march. They're marching the city hall, and George Floyd's family will be there. So please, peaceful, peaceful, peaceful. And Bun, we appreciate you for joining us this morning, brother.
2: Yes, and give love love love, the queenie, uh, to our love. You have family,
5: yes. Absolutely. I uh, will. Thank you guys for the platform. I appreciate it. All right, Bun. Yes, sir. All right, don't move. We got more. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: Back, back, back. You're checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody.
5: It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout to Bun B for joining us this morning. Appreciate Bun as always. Mm-hmm.
2: always the break that the he and Trey, Bun the truth, have been, have been doing in Houston.
3: Absolutely. What's up, Trey? What's up, Queenie? Good morning. Now, uh, Charlamagne, you got a positive note, bro? I do have a positive note, man. Um, I claim my own power and I lovingly create my own reality. I want y'all to say that to yourself. I claim my own power, and I lovingly create my own reality. Uh, tell yourself that I ask for more understanding so that I may knowingly and lovingly shape my world and my experience.
1: Breakfast Club, bitches! You all finished, or y'all done?